Hey friends, and welcome back to Jesus Time. And you will not believe the overflowing joy that is in my heart right now <laughs> because two of my kids, Josiah and Talia, came up from uh, their college in Gainesville to surprise me for my birthday. And I was so surprised. I saw them and I screamed and the neighbors probably thought I was getting murdered. <laughs> but it was really, really exciting. So my favorite thing is to just be with them. And I thought, what a better use of time than to hear what Jesus has been teaching them and telling them. Because I always learn so much from them and the way that they see God. It's so, so cool. So, all right. So we're just going to ask them what they're learning. Hi, guys. Can you say hi? Hello there. Hi. <laughs> I'm just so happy you're here. Okay. So you guys can just... Um, I'm gonna put the microphone there and hopefully it will catch your voices. Oh yeah, it'll catch the voices. Okay. So um, we just pretty much share what Jesus is telling us. It can be through the word, it's usually through the word, but it can be through worship or your prayer time. Hmm. Um, And you can just share anything that you feel like you're excited that Jesus told you. Anything. Anything, is that too broad? Okay, Okay. so recently in the past Sunday, Mm. last week, our resident pastor of Gainesville in the GCL Church, Matthew Bolthrop Gordon, <laughs> uh, taught on. Um, so actually, we're going through a series called Confronting Doubt, and Ooh. one of the things was, you know, um, how people can doubt the legitimacy of God's word, or like, how can we trust that, you know, this is like the, you know, living word of God and such. And he went through a bunch of apologetic answers, which is great. Yeah. And like, it's really hard to answer that question without like going like more than a mile deep, you know. Mm. But like. He only had so much time to right. to go through it, but um, but basically, uh, like for ex- okay, I'll, I'll give an example. I kind of set the set the scene a little bit, mm-hmm. set the context. So, like for example, if you are questioning if you know the Bible is consistent throughout its entire like four thousand years of writing, mm-hmm. you can look at the prophecies. You can go through Isaiah, which you have an entire scroll from that yeah. dates back to BC because of the Dead Sea Scrolls, and um, you, it has prophecies about the Messiah, who is Jesus, mm. who came a while later. Right. So you can look at the prophecies of Isaiah and cross-reference them with what Jesus did, and you can find that it checks out, and right. therefore there's consistency even though there's different writers and things like that because the Bible is one continuous narrative mm. with different authors, well, with different scribes, I should say, but right. one author. So that's an example. So, but that kind of takes time. You have to take time to go through the word read through the prophecies Mm -hmm. and read about what Jesus did and cross-reference them. That's one little aspect of like the entirety of like why the Bible is legit. Gotcha. So I just found it very interesting how the answer, how God's answer to our question of intellectualism Mm. or, or like our intellectual question of can I factually trust the Bible? His answer to that is You'll find out if you spend time with me. Ooh. And it's very in character with God because we we have a lot of, I feel like a lot of doubts come from like, you know, intellectual, like, you know, questions yeah. of can I, is this actually factual? How can I trust like the word of God? And his answer to that is if you spend time in the word with me, you will eventually see that there is a consistency that is not present throughout like other different Text, like right. religious texts and stuff. Like, at least that go, you know, that are written but from like many BCs ago mm. to like, you know, many 80s after. Yeah. So 
there, so I thought that was really, really interesting and that reflected the character of God super well because he promises in Isaiah that, you know, seek me out and if when you earnestly seek me, you will find me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's a paraphrase. You can look it up in Isaiah or Jeremiah 29 if you want to yeah. check that. But, um, mm. so I thought that was really, really cool. Um, mm. And then, you know, also I was just sharing earlier that I was reading through 2 Samuel 9 and like how David was, you know, he finally became king, you know, the chapters before were kind of just different stories about how he's like, you know, winning a bunch of battles and, yeah. you know, he's pretty much like the beloved king of the land. God is with him and everybody sees it. And then, you know, he remembers his friend, Jonathan, who was the son of his enemy, Saul. Yeah. And he asks this, uh, uh, one of a servant in Saul's house, whose name was Ziba, right? So mm -hmm. Saul was gone, but his house was still there. And Ziba... Tell, uh, he asked Ziba, you know, is there anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Mm. Jonathan mentions this uh, son of, or sorry, not Jonathan. Ziba mentions the son of Jonathan, who is named Mephibosheth. And he said, there is still a son of Jonathan. He's crippled in his feet. Mm. So David's like, where is he? He's led to him and he shouts and like he falls on his face to Mephibosheth and pays homage. And he's like, Mephibosheth, mm. he yells. And, he, and Mephibosheth is like, I'm here, behold, I'm your servant. And David says, do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. And I will restore you all the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat at my table always. And Mephibosheth is kind of taken aback, saying, what is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? Mm. So one could infer, and also at the end of the chapter, it says that so Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem for he ate with the king always at his table. Now he was lame at both of his feet. And that's mm -hmm. how the chapter ends. And, you're, and so I'm here like, okay, thanks for that reminder how he's crippled. That's kind of random though. Mm -hmm. But I think what the author is trying to show is that first of all, the lame and the people who were crippled at the feet were seen as lesser human beings than right. people who were able to function. I would assume because culturally, mm -hmm. you know, men gotta work you know right you, you can't you can't like i i just think if okay if now in our current culture mm. we uh kind of look past the homeless as if they aren't there oh. and they're like people of positions right i think we could i think we can attribute that similar mindset to those who were crippled back in these biblical days yeah so like the crippled were seen as lesser people in right. a sense of you know like, like it, it says right here that he says, I am a dead dog, mm. as a dead dog. But David treats this dead dog as like royalty because of his love for Jonathan. And I think that this perfectly exemplifies why David is a man after God's own mm. heart because David shared the same heart as Jesus, Ugh. right? To, um, because he loved Jonathan so much, he, he, you know, gave his crippled son all the love in the world. Mm. So, I thought that was interesting. I love that. All the love, all the access. Yeah. All yeah. the eating at his royal mm. table, like when they will eat at the marriage supper of the lamb. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah, he, Mephibosheth, my lord. Mephibosheth. I know, it's hard to say. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Mephibosheth was physically broken, and we are spiritually broken. Boom. Both will be eating at the king's table. Come on. The question is just when. Yeah. And that's done. That's so awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. That was really cool. I love all the <laughs> the nuggets that God shows us in his word. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we also have Talia here. And 
You guys cannot see it because obviously it's a podcast, but she has this super cute Bible with these highlighter pens and she has color coded different things in her Bible. So she has this three by five card <laughs> and it's so cute and it's her Bible highlight guide. So purple is God, Jesus, <coughs> forgiveness, wisdom. Bless you. You sneeze again. Bless you. Uh, that was just. <laughs> so green is worship, obedience to God, truth. So, and there are several colors, but I just thought you guys should know that because uh, that just kind of reveals a little bit about her mind and how she she's a little more organized than me and Josiah, I would say. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, and I love that we can be who we are and we can see who God is and appreciate him based on how he's made us and then we share that with each other and then we love God more as a result. So, Talia, how um, how has Jesus been talking to you? What are you getting from your Jesus times and can you share that with us? Ooh, um, so, I have been kind of reading um, in, I honestly don't even remember where I was reading. That's okay. But like, I finished either Titus or Matthew the other day mm -hmm. and I, We'll ask Siri to pick a number one through sixty-six, and then that's the book of the Bible I go through. Oh, that's so fun! <laughs> so, because I'm like I'm so indecisive. I don't know. I don't know where to go. I know. So, um, yeah, I didn't get to read last night because I took Benadryl. And, <laughs> um, that's quite alright. But yeah, and then I actually it's maybe not something I've been reading, but something I think like I've been like slowly telling me or whatever sure. but like for those of you who don't know me like I'm an eight and in like the Enneagram whatever I don't know if mom's talked about it yet already but like basically very I don't know how to even describe it so it? very confident capable um, can be seen as headstrong or intimidating mm -hmm. uh, world changer strong mm -hmm. that's a very like a lioness yeah. yeah. So basically a very in-your-face kind of a personality, mm -hmm. uh, I guess. Will either be your best um, friend or your worst enemy. Yeah, you'll either love me or you'll hate me. You don't really have a neutral opinion. <laughs> um, but friend. so I've like, when I say recently, I mean in the past like couple years, yeah. I've been having like such an identity crisis because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, like I see myself and I'm like, oh, I don't like who I am. I don't like... Um, like the way that I am or like, oh my gosh, I'm so annoying or I'm too in your face or whatever. And so um, at my most recent-ish disciple group, one of the girls came up with a activity for us to do because um, it was like a worship uh, night or something like that. So she came up with these like, um, so she had like an uncle who gave her these postcards mm -hmm. and they all had like beautiful sceneries on them. So she's like, okay, like pick up whichever one you want, like where you want to be walking with Jesus or wherever you could be, mm -hmm. wherever you could see yourself. Like, I don't know, just something that's just like no card that like stood out to you. Mm -hmm. And so like we all pick up like our postcard and she's like, okay, on the back, like write like one word about like something God's been trying to tell you or, um, uh, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. So I was thinking and I was like oh like I don't know what I'm gonna write and like in my mind like this word just came like embrace you and like <laughs> like to be embracing myself because like yeah because I'm like I know that like I'm like people have told me that like I'm someone that they like need in their lives and they're yes. like happy that I'm the way that I am yes but like God was just like now it's your turn oh! so <laughs> Oh, do you feel like you can or are you just starting to? I think I'm I'm getting there. Cause like I'm also very much like 
with eight comes like pride. So I'm very much like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm literally the best person like on this living earth. But then other days I'm like, ooh, why did I wake up this morning? <laughs> so it's very much like a back and forth yeah. kind of a thing still. Um, because you know, like, I'm gonna get prideful. I'm gonna be like, Talia, what you doing? <laughs> you so, you so, you so fancy, whatever. I don't even know. But like, oh, all that stuff, so. Embrace you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and she, she was telling me earlier about it, and she's like, I did not expect it to hit that hard. I know, yeah. literally. And she said it, 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 hit, it hit her like a, a little too hard. I know, it like hit me, hit me, because I was like talking, and I was just talking normally, and then I literally started crying. And if you know <laughs> me, if you know me, I don't nope. cry. Like, it's <laughs> not a thing in my, like, I lost my tear glands in the war kind of a thing. Like, I don't, I don't do that. So, like, to, to just, and I think that was also, like, God trying to open up vulnerability within my disciple group because there's eight of us and eight people in a disciple group is like ginormous because it's usually three or four so like because it's a very intimate time so yeah exactly. the, the more people there exactly. are the more difficult it can be to be intimate. yeah yeah so i think just like fostering that kind of environment of like and like i feel like that's also something that like god's instilled in me like talia you're gonna be the first person like you have to set the example you're gonna be the first person to be vulnerable like at LT, whenever I was uh, blessed with uh, being a connect group guide. Um, yeah. And LT is a high school conference we do every year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just our couple of the leaders. Yeah, so we basically, we get in these connect groups of like, it's like the leader and then three or four girls. Yeah. And, or it's like girls and guys. So it's like you can be more intimate. Or it's like, okay, sorry. Wow. It's... Your connect group is like girls and guys, and it's two leaders, a girl and a guy typically. And then for my group, we split up into guys and girls so we could get, you know, more intimate and like say things that like we wouldn't say in front of the guys or the guys right. wouldn't say in front of the girls. So like in that time, like I was able to be the first person to be vulnerable and like open the door for some of the girls to be more vulnerable, which was what happened. Um, in the in the span of that time, like a lot of the girls were like, they told me after too. They were like, Tilly, I really appreciate like you being vulnerable and you being the example." And like, I just got a lot of encouragement from that because like, with my insecurity, I'm like, "Dude, am I even like capable to lead?" Because I don't feel like I'm necessarily the holiest, or you know. But I'm like, <laughs> but uh, um, but you love so well. Yeah. And God, the way He talks to me is like extremely, extremely direct. Because I will not, I will not catch it if it's not. Like literally, yeah. I'll hear people around me talking and they're like, oh my gosh, the Lord just spoke to me through this verse in Leviticus. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? I'm like, if it's not audible or if I'm not like asking a question out loud and like letting the wind flip my Bible pages to like see, like I literally don't know. I'm like, I've told him, I've told him before. I'm like, God, like, dude, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hear you if you don't send someone to legitimately speak to me. And like, he has done that so many times. Oh, and like, it's God. just like literally through other people, mm. I feel like it's like God talking to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, hey. Um, but wow. yeah, like one of the girls was like, she's just very nonchalant. I've known this girl like my whole life. She's my roommate's little sister, mm. no, you know, out of the womb. Um, but she like, Later, she's just very like nonchalant, very chill, and you know it's one of those like my little sister's friends kind of a thing. Yeah. So, um, but like she was like telling me she was like Talia, like you should lead like a breakout session, like a teaching next year, and I was like, <laughs> you think I'm qualified? <laughs> uh -huh. So it was really, it was really like nice to have that kind of like affirmation yeah. and that like see like the impact because I was worried about 
how it would be like for, for them to open up because it's like weird because I've known them my whole life and they're like my little sister's friends so like being vulnerable in that kind of a sense is like almost like scary I guess but I mean it worked out pretty good so. also vulnerability is really hard for you because yeah weakness is not something that you would like to I just admit. don't have any See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just none of there's no <laughs> There's no weakness. There's no kryptonite. Yeah. It's clearly. just oh, it's yeah. just strength. I just picture that scene in Hercules when Meg is like talking to Hades and she's like, he has no weaknesses. And I was like, that's Are you literally like in love with yourself? <laughs> is that what you're yeah. saying? Not no, but To lay sits in the mirror like <sighs> Hey girl. Oh my gosh. How you doing? I really? kid, I kid. That's that's the that's the whole back and forth yeah. too. Cause like some days I'll literally be like in love with myself and then other days I'll be like <laughs> it truly be like that sometimes. Yeah. I do think that e that is even part of kind of being young though. Is you go back and forth between I'm awesome and I'm the worst. True. Yeah. You really Especially nowadays. Oh gosh. Like literally so I think quick. the ba I think like the base like uh, uh, mm -hmm. for like young people's mental health is mm. I love myself and hate myself with, like, within the same 24 hour period. Yes, oh yeah. There, and there is very strong in both because mm. you ha you're kind of having this like little identity crisis because you're still building it. But it's yeah. like this like, this like, <laughs> this like puberty of identity with, of like between like, <laughs> yeah. I'm great at this hook, you know? Like you're like, <laughs> in the way that your voice cracks, so it is like your self-confidence. So like, it. there's this really odd period of like, you know, I don't know how I feel about myself. So. so how do how does your individual Jesus time help with your identity? Because if okay, this is actually really good. Because if <laughs> as you are young, or even just where you are, it doesn't even matter what your age is, because yeah. maturity is not marked by your age. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a position where you are super back and forth, very bipolar about yourself. Mm. Obviously, you are not a factual source of information. Oh. Instead, as opposed to God who is consistent throughout all of time and space, mm. consistency, consistency is an anchor to truth, and therefore, at least God's consistency is. Yeah. So therefore, he is the constant variable within this question of identity. Mm. So whatever he says, we can trust to be true. And he says that we are a new creation and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made mm. and all these different things. Mm -hmm. So feelings are not to be trusted. Mm. Feelings backed by truth can be trusted, if that makes sense. So Wow, so when you're feeling crappy about yourself, mm -hmm. you just remember what God says and you tell your feelings to shut up. And just, well, it's hard. Yeah. I have to do it, mm. but it's I don't like to. It's yeah. like eating broccoli. I have to do it. <laughs> okay, but, but broccoli is good. You should have used like... No, 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 no. Like boiled broccoli, not like sauteed seasoned broccoli. Can I'm we say okra? Because about... it's slimy. Mm. Sure. Okay. Okra. I think okra would be fine. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> I don't want to hear that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made mm. when I'm feeling terrible about myself, yeah. but I have to because mm. otherwise I'm going to just um, like leak toxicity into my mind and my heart. Mm. And if I don't feed myself the truth of scripture, I'm just going to continually be in this cycle of like mental unwellness. Mm. So it's more so like you have to inject yourself with the truth. Wow. Otherwise you will just continue to be sick. Mm. Um, and, or otherwise you'll just, um, at least for me, I'm a nine in the Enneagram for you Enneagram nerds. And so there, I, I'm very 
uh, in my head a lot yeah. of the times and I, I need to verbally process in order to find out like if this is like stupid or not because I can believe something for a super long time yeah. but if I say it out loud I'm like wait a minute that's actually really stupid oops <laughs> so I have to also like you know uh, or like when I'm feeling really stressed out and very, I, I, I've been recently praying through Psalm 23 a lot, you know, you know, um, uh, the, the whole book, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, he leaves me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff, for you are with me, for your rod and your staff, they will come for me. Um, so I have to say these things out loud. And also, Side note, speaking the, the Bible, the verses out loud, yeah. hits super different because when you say it in your head, you oh can gosh. hear it. But when you say it out loud, the devil can hear it. Wait, 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 and wait. he goes, what? The thing, so another thing that happened in LT or whatever was I went to this teaching or whatever. It's like how to hear from God. Um, and he was like, if you want to hear, like if you want to hear, if you want to talk to Jesus or whatever, like read the Bible. If you want to hear him talk audibly, read out loud. And I was like, dang, dang, dang. dang. Okay, that Mac. Okay, wow. because 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 <laughs> because Carlo, listen, oh, Carlos, Carlos, mm -hmm. Carlos Miami because if you think about it, the the authors mm -hmm. of the Bible were just scribes, got, but this they were writing down the words of God. So in the same way, we mm -hmm. we are reading yeah. pe things that people wrote, but that God spoke. So if we speak this word out loud and we have the Spirit, technically God is harmonizing with the words that we say. Ooh. I'm just saying we have the Spirit in like. When, you know, when, like when two or more are gathered, he's yeah. like, like God is there, right? Yeah. So like in the same way, I feel like when we speak scripture, the spirit resonates and like clears out all this like fleshly gunk within our brain. Ooh. Whether we feel it or not, because again, feelings cannot always be trusted. Yeah. So we should not seek out the word in order to feel better. We should seek out the word in order to be better. Does Ooh. that make sense? Okay, okay. So, don't, yeah, don't let your feelings I be your compass. That. I'm, I, and I and I'm saying this as a person who's very, very strong in feelings. I recently retook the Myers Briggs test because me and my friends and my oh, yeah. group were talking about it. Uh -huh. I'm like, I think I'm like INFP or something like that. Okay. So, and I'm very strong percentages in all of those. So I'm a very strong feeler. I, I, and I recognize that I let my feelings dictate a lot of things. So I have to therefore just stop and like turn my brain on to factually check if these things mm. are actually true. Um, because if I, because if this, if I didn't have the scripture or like if I didn't root myself in the truth of scripture, mm. I would very much be torturing myself with like what feels right versus like, you know, yes. because especially with like the world and like, you know, a lot of things about like the, the LGBTQ community and yeah. like, you know, just follow just your heart and all those things. Right. Do what feels right. If it you feels know? good, how could it be bad? Exactly. And if it's not hurting anybody, then how could it be bad? Mm. I'm, I feel like I'm going in like a million different directions. Oh, that's okay. I love it. But, I love it. I love every yeah, like, word of it. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like if, if I'm, if I'm, if, if, if nothing, if I didn't root myself in something that was like absolutely true, yeah. I would not be able to like sleep at night, like mm. just wondering about like what is truth. Eventually I would, I would force myself to conclude that there is no truth because that's the only way that I could achieve peace of mind because mm. I tend to weigh multiple arguments with equal weight Gosh. because I'm like, I don't know why. I mean, this is how I'm built. Yeah. So if somebody says like, you know, I don't know, if somebody says that I hate grass versus I love grass, I'm like, you're both right, you know, like, opinion, you know, your opinions are both see. valid. Yeah. So like, I kind of treat it like that with like a bunch of different things. Anyway, mm. tangents aside, this is why it's important to be rooted in scripture, yeah. at least for me and people like me, yeah. because if not, you will literally be torturing yourself every single day wondering <sighs> what is true. That's incredible. Yeah. That, what a, what a gift. 
God has given us. Yeah. Because identity is so, even like you were talking about your crisis of identity and how God spoke to you, Talia, with embrace you. And so with your Jesus time, which it sounds like you read the word faithfully because you're committed to reading the word, but God talks to you more through other people. Like yeah, which is not saying that I have never like been spoken to through the word. Because yeah. I'm sure like I have before I know. Oh, I, I know have. you have. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Oh, the but rejoice in the trials. That's why I have all my highlighters and my <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, that rejoice in your trials, whatever. Did you tell them about Is that James One? Um That is James One. Yeah, James One. Count it all joy. Yeah, count it all trials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you tell them about like dad's whole situation or whatever? I did not. Oh yeah. So basically my dad just like went to the ER and I was like really worried about him. Post about COVID. Post COVID, all stuff. that stuff. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So like that night I was like, um, like the morning like i found out and i was like oh my gosh and then like that night with one of my roommates i was like we should go through a bible plan and pick a pick any book of the bible and she goes like she's like james 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 so we go to james and literally in the first freaking first verse <laughs> right it's like james a servant of god and of the lord jesus christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations greetings chapter two or verse two consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And I literally read that and I stopped and I was like, Could you read your joy? Maybe did <laughs> I was like, really, God? Like, really? Count it joy, God. Really? I literally stopped and out loud I was like, You think you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, really? You think you're so clever. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really hysterical. And like I have like tried like to practice that like whenever i'm going mm. through a trial or whatever i'm like not like oh my gosh like this is the worst moment of my life i'm like okay what am i learning mm. what is what is the lesson here what is the thing that you're trying to teach me or what is what is what is God my growth point where's Ooh. where am i growing here in this trial because like the whole i can understand like having it be hard to turn everything into a lesson or a lecture and then you're like oh my gosh i'm sick of it but like where am I able to grow from here? And so like, in that situation, I'm like, okay, maybe I could grow in praying more or I could grow in whatever. This is just, whatever. This is the devil playing games. Yeah. Um, he do be playing games. He do be playing Nobody games. Nobody wants to play with him though. So that's so neat, just even how you receive the word. You're like, oh, you don't like it? Sometimes you're honest with God about it, which I think is I'm beautiful. I'm always honest. I love that. <laughs> I try, I'm gonna say all 92.5% yeah. of the time. <laughs> okay. But I feel like when we're honest with God and we are real with God, he can really change us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's like you, a surgeon cannot operate unless that chest is cracked open. Yeah. And I feel honesty allows for that with God. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're honest with God about how you receive it, but then you practice it. You're like, okay, yeah. God yeah. said it, I'm gonna do it. And. And then he does, he affects your life, he grows you, he speaks to you about embracing you. Mm. I'm never gonna forget that as long as I live. <laughs> because I am, I don't know if you guys need this, but I am your biggest fan. Really? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Did, no, you, no. did you know? No, I, 21 years and I never, I never 20 knew. years, I never, never, I never knew. never even thought about that. <laughs> Mom, you should, you should be more outwardly encouraging too. I'll try, I'll I try. feel like I want to challenge you in that part of my life. <laughs> As a sister in Christ, I want to As your son and brother in Christ, I encourage you. I encourage okay. and challenge you in this All right, area guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on I'm going to work on speaking life <laughs> yeah. into you guys. Huh. <laughs>
You know, it's funny about like being honest, you're talking about being honest with God because I think literally the most cathartic praying experience I had was when I was literally yelling at God in my kitchen, like about being a house church leader. I'm like, God, I'm literally the most underqualified person in the entire world. Why are you making me do that? You know, yes. I was literally like, screw, I was like, ah. Cause like, um, cause also I have, ang I have anger problems. Mm. Like, <laughs> but like, see, I but like I didn't even know. Like nobody, nobody, including myself, knew because sure, because sure. I because I. Thought I you were gonna say nobody told me. Nobody, yeah, nobody told me either. <laughs> nobody told me. Nobody told me either. Because okay, because like how I deal with being angry is I don't deal with it at all. That's how I deal with it. So like, and funny enough, anger problems are only a problem if they're affecting anybody else. But if they're only affecting you, then there's no problem. Both in like the world and like you know in my brain. So like, it's only a problem if people see it or if people, it's affecting other people but it's also a problem if it's affecting me and like mm -hmm. I figured that out like later because yeah. like in like I've been trying to like self-discover for a while you know kind of like have it like a more you know because Paul calls us to have a sober judgment of ourselves mm -hmm. right sober not like you know because you talked to Paul talking about pride in that right. particular chapter so he's like have a sober view of yourself not to not like prideful but right. also not like de um, self-deprecating right? right so having I'm try I've been actively trying to have a sober mm -hmm view of myself and it's really hard yeah but I think part of that was like the Enneagram I keep going back to it was really really helpful yeah it's because, a good tool yeah it's a good tool because like think because I was able to kind of check strengths and weaknesses etc mm. but the point is in that self-discovery journey my cows just sound like such a hipster but like in that journey, <laughs> I was able to find out like these things about myself yeah. but like and have a new appreciation for how God's made me good but what happened was, and dad helped me figure this yes. out, when I did that, mm. I have stopped giving myself permission to bully myself mm. as like a way of, you know, releasing anger, mm -hmm. which is how I did it. So I didn't really know where else to put it. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of in this season of like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And I've <clears throat> subconsciously given myself more permission to be outwardly angry. Yeah. And I don't know how to direct it because I still don't want to be angry at people. Right. Right. But like, it's been really odd, and I don't. I'm, I'm definitely in like a really awkward period. Sure. Um, in this, yeah, in this like a uh, uh, ugly period. I'm in, I'm in this growing pain. That's why mm, I should put it. I I'm in this growing pain, pain of not yeah. knowing what to do with like all this. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so that was something um, that I was interesting, and so like I think like yelling at God was like mm. something that I was able to be like more honest. So it, it sounds like you've already learned how to direct your anger at God, and then you can, and then He deals with it. You deal it, you deal with it with Him. Mm -hmm. And then, so after you yelled at God, did you? I was still like, I was still mad. I was still upset that I had to be a house church leader. But like, I was, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, whatever, God. Like, I'll do it. You're sovereign, you know. Because mm -hmm. because because what David does when he yells at God, mm -hmm. he says. But blessed be your name at the end. Mm. So like my the entirety that I was struggling with this, my song, the song that I was singing all the time was mm. "Blessed Be Your Name," all the time because because after, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this is a fun song, and I like you know, "Blessed Be Your Name," Lord. But like you know, once you grow up and you learn how to read, you're like, um, or like you learn how to pay attention to the lyrics you say. You, mm. I I have been personally ministered administered to by the words of the song, mm. which says, "Blessed Be Your Name," when the sun or when um. In the, in the, no, no. When the world's, oh, that it should be. That too. Uh, when the road's marked with suffering, mm -hmm. though there's pain in the offering. Mm -hmm. Blessed, your name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blessed when the land is plentiful. Blessed yes. in the desert. You know, desert songs another really good one. Mm -hmm. But just, just like I've been, because like, you know, God's also convicted me of, you know, I don't feel like worshiping. 
but like at LT again, mm -hmm. I was literally like there. We had a worship night, and those were usually like super cathartic for me. But like I was just not in a good place. So, yeah. but God was like, so I was like, God, like what's really what's going on? You know, we had a prayer time, and like the worship leader, uh, Nick Pearson, mm -hmm. um, you know, sang a song for those who are like haven't had a breakthrough. Yes, which I was like, that was really cool. Um, that was really cool. I don't think I achieved breakthrough per se, but I did hear God saying. Worship, worship me anyway. Mm. I don't feel like it because my brain was like, I don't want to worship if it's like, I don't want to be disingenuous, mm. right? But like, um, I think there is uh, an aspect of choosing to worship when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And I think Rent Collective does that really well. Oh my gosh. If you haven't listened to Rent Collective, listen to I Choose to Worship or Weep with Me. Mm -hmm. You will be, you will be weeping if you are. <laughs> if, you, if you're, if you're in the trenches right now, mm. that will resonate with you. Mm. So. Yeah, that's that's my hope. I love it. Tangential I love it. Shield. And even just connecting and finishing out the God story. <laughs> Talia just got herself an ice cream sandwich and Josiah reached she's for sharing. it. She's not sharing. And she's not sharing. I already made you some bomb eggs. I just want to try it. You have we have more in the freezer. Okay, you I can take one. you can take a small bite. You can take a Danielle <laughs> bite. There you okay. go. That's literally all I wanted. Perfect. Good. <laughs> so going back to being angry at God that you had to be a house church leader. Oh, yeah. Like you no is, longer. Right. I was going to yeah. say, like, af after you went to that lake retreat where Stephen taught mm -hmm. you guys how to come up with that mission statement for your mm -hmm. lives and how it sounded like God revealed to you then, almost like he gave you permission he did. to step back. And that was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, I felt, I felt so, so much release yes. or so much relief. Ugh, because ugh, be, um, it's so funny because like you didn't talk to me about this till like shortly after or like you didn't talk to me about this when you were like until you were planning on stepping down mm -hmm. and I was like if you literally would have talked to me and be like Talia I don't want to do this this is why I'm I'd be like don't do it yeah, <laughs> just quit because I don't like to I don't like bringing my problems to people unless I have a solution lined mm -hmm. up because otherwise I'm just like sitting there like you know because like if they try to give me solutions I'm like yeah because I I have to you have to process. Process. I ha or I, 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 because like I said, I, I, I weigh like all different solutions mm. equally. So like in the moment, I can't really make a decision unless yeah. there's been like a lead up to it or something like that. Sure. So yeah, if Talia told me, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's true. But I, do, but then I would have been like, I don't want to like, you know, put like my, my co-house church leaders in a position where they have to like bear my load that I'm like just giving, like just dropping at, mm. off, off a hat. But I think, but I think the way what Stephen Freeman said about like, you cannot love others unless you like take care of yourself mm -hmm. first, right. you know, it's, it's the whole, like, if you're on a plane, put the oxygen mask on yourself before yes. you put it on your like, it's, that, it's that whole thing. So, and I love how between you two, and this is why guys, this is why I love my kids so much. They're all different. I'm hoping to have a time with Danielle and Isabel yeah. as well. I was just thinking about how, if you had nine kids, you would have, uh, have yeah. to the Enneagram. I know, yeah. but I love it. I love it. I love it. But even like with you two, I love seeing how, you know, with Talia, it's so clear for you. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. And then if God wants you to do it, he will let you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas Josiah, if you have to do it, you feel like you have to do it, even if you hate it, mm -hmm. until God tells you, no, you don't have to do it. And I just think that's so neat in how you guys approach that differently. But in both your cases, God lets you know. Yeah. Because you, both of you put yourself Put yourselves in position to hear from Jesus, whether it's your daily reading the Bible, whether it's going to conferences, going to church, being around other believers, attending small groups, 
like giving yourselves room to hear from Jesus. And I love that example, even though both of you are so different. Yeah. You both have that Jesus time and he talks to you in ways that you can receive it. So. Oh, oh, do it. okay. Just one little, just one little thing. Speaking of Jesus speaking. Yeah. Um, I uh, was reading through stuff a while ago. Mm -hmm. I think it's basically just going back to the first question of what is God saying to you? And I'm like, mm. oh, and I just remembered, I shared this in our house church, um, uh, Discord mm -hmm. group Discord thing, mm -hmm. and I thought this was really cool. Come on. Um, uh, okay, so I so the thought was, okay, so because we're talking about how like God created heavens and the earth on like Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, when God said, "Let us make man in our image," I wonder if He like shed some tears when He said that, mm -hmm. like in the very first time where He says, "Let's make man in our image." Mm -hmm. And here's why: I wonder if like He saw before. During he said that he saw the entire future of disloyalty, evil, and betrayal that came with creating man, but he saw the face of his children and said, You are worth it. Oh. Okay, right? Like he see like he pictures your face, like he pictures your face, like your face, and says that you are worth the millennia of heartbreak that he endured throughout history and the physical pain of being human and tortured on a piece of wood, all so he could embrace you. Wow. And I was like, wow. Like literally, like like I'm tearing up just thinking wow. about it. Like whenever I wanna like whenever I wanna like remind myself like how much God loves me. I like go back to the thought that he gave me like that particular that thought. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> also, thank you for using the embrace you words that God spoke to Talia. Bringing it back, connecting it up. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God is so good. Yeah, so thank I, you for that. Yeah, so I, I just, I don't know. I just love that God like probably, like likely actively mm. chose to be hurt yeah like really bad yeah because when because you you are hurt by the people you know most intimately yes and god knows all of us more intimately than we could ever yes. know each other so god has felt more wow. pain and heartbreak than any of us could have in like a million <sighs> lifetimes and he chose us anyway so it was not just the pain of the cross mm -hmm. but the millennia of betrayal as he tried to mm -hmm. shepherd his people and mm -hmm. they said nah. yeah for we have not given a high priest who does not relate mm. to us, but one who has gone through every single yes. temptation and such, but yet without sin. Mm. God suffered as we suffered, both as a human and as a relational being. Oof. That's yeah. Hebrews, by the way. Yeah. That's my favorite verse. <laughs> I know, that's so, so beautiful. Yeah. Guys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you just talking with me. I am so encouraged. Um, we appreciate I you may too. not be able to walk on the ground the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> I'm so, so happy, and I hope that we can do this again um, because I have enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. I always love hearing this. We're probably going to talk about it tomorrow after the teaching. So. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh, let's do this again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Can we do it? We're sure. going to do it. Okay. All right. No one's stopping us. All right, guys. So um, thanks for joining us, and um, God bless. God bless. God bless. Bye. <laughs>